money. Let's talk money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Obviously, this is all about money. Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. (laughs) With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money. With Dave and Reb. From more than enough, real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? I'm ready to talk money. I almost had my glasses fall off there. <laughs> so for those of you that are on YouTube, you're like, what is going on? He just ripped his glasses off. For those of you that are listening on the podcast, why am I talking about that? Right? So Because you well, took the ear things off. Well, welcome to the show, Reb. Hi. This is a show where we, we talk, talk about, about the hard, hard issues, issues about money. money. If you're joining us for the first time, <laughs> welcome. We have a, I, I don't think our guest has been on the show before. Yeah, he has. Has he? With Vicky. Oh, that's right. He was here with his wife. Okay, I stand corrected. I did invite both of them, but... As of the recording, she's gallivanting off somewhere. Down in Florida. (laughs) Okay. So, we didn't use the technology to bring her in. No, we did not. It was all good. No, we got John. So, yes. Welcome to the show, John. Thank you. Good to be here again. (laughs) (laughs) I think it was a long time ago. It was. Okay. I understand. Yes. I I actually, I'm like, I can't believe that we had him on the show. But anyway, so if you want to go find that show, I guess you can go to morethanenough.ca and search John and Vicky Ruby, that would be what you'd search and you'd find the previous show because I might have to do that. Uh, if you're listening on a podcast, of course, click subscribe. If you're on YouTube, we'd love for you to join the channel. And uh, there is uh, just a little short uh, YouTube promo. There is a lot more information uh, on the YouTube channel than just the podcast. There are a few other, there's a financial fitness seminar, there's other information. So feel free to, to check out the channel and away we go. So here we are. Okay. So John, we're going to introduce you in a minute and ask you who you are, but I'm going to read some scripture verses that um, have been on my mind. Um, just about where our confidence lies in our journey with with the Lord and and in our journey with money. Because a lot of narratives right now are uh, negative about money. They're like, you know, interest the rate. Like there's a, there's the a stress, stress level. Stress that you can, it's almost for us who work it in and hear it, it's almost palpable. Like you could almost touch it. Um And uh, I'm going to read these from Philippians 3. But everything that was a gain to me, I've considered to be a loss because of Christ. More than that, I also consider everything to be a loss in view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. I love that verse. Because of him, I have suffered the loss of all things and consider them filth so that I may gain Christ and be found in him. Not having a righteousness of my own from the law, but one that is through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God based on faith. My goal is to know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death, assuming that I will somehow reach the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already reached the goal or am already fully mature, but I make every effort to take hold of it because I also have been taken hold of by Christ Jesus. 
Brothers and sisters, I don't consider myself to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and reaching forward to what is ahead, I pursue as my goal the prize promised by God's heavenly call in Christ Jesus. These these are well-known verses, but actually as I was reading them, I thought, this is John Ruby to me. <laughs> um, and I'm going to get you to introduce yourself, and we'll talk about why you're here in a minute. But um, you are one of with the biggest answers to prayer for me. Mm. Like, you know the story. <laughs> but I we, we knew your mom and dad, and we prayed for you for many years. And I cry every time I talk about it. But that you're here with us talking about money and addiction and the work you do at Union City Church and through Carlington Booch. Like, I'm just so glad you're here. I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for your prayers. <laughs> I, had, I think I had too many people praying for me. It's like, okay, guys, stop. I'm, I'm going to be some monk somewhere in the Himalayas. Like, yeah. chill out, that would have been good for Vicky, really. No. <laughs> but can you tell us a little bit about who you are and the work you do? Um... Okay, a little backstory. Like, who am I? That's a loaded question. Well, no, I know, but like the work you like. Let's start now. Okay. Who, what you what you do now? I am the uh, church planter and lead pastor of Union City Church, and so we've been uh, meeting as a church for about seven years now. Okay, mm-hmm. and that's in the city of Ottawa. That is in the city of where Ottawa, we're yes. doing the podcast yes. today. But, um, and and you also um do some social enterprise work. Yeah. So under the umbrella and the charitable status of Union City Church, we have a related business called Carlington Booch as a social enterprise. So that would be the commercial end of it. We brew the nectar of Jesus. When he turned the water into wine, it was, could have been kombucha because that's why it was the best tasting. And uh, and then out of that, as a the social end of things is uh, we go by a brand called Ashes to Rubies. And, okay. and the point of that is to uh, mm. put light on addiction. Hmm. Yes. Recovery. Addiction. <laughs> not, not addiction. Addiction's <laughs> got its own life. <laughs> or darkness. All right. Well, we um, are, I will just give a, a little push for Carlington Booch because mm-hmm. we really like kombucha. If you love kombucha, I, I think you either like it or you don't. But if you really like it, any listener out there, like, find it. Because How can you not like the nectar of Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Like, okay. No, anyways, we won't go there. No, we won't so. go there. Okay, so why do we have John on? I, I think on my heart, it's been, like, rolling around for a couple of months. As we've come out of COVID mm-hmm. and the pandemic and the heightened um, issues of the economy, let's say, mm-hmm. um we're hearing getting more phone calls at more than enough in the coaching department for people who have been in recovery and now are seeing mm-hmm. um, that their money issues are an issue. Mm-hmm. But then we see them also drop off really quickly almost. And there's, we asked you to come because I, I would love the Lord to encourage us and listeners if they're walking that journey or supporting someone in that place how do we do it? What is the Lord saying to us in this thing? So that's why, like, not so, so really, what you're saying is, is John's the recovery expert. So well, go ahead, John. <laughs> let's go. I, I was like, well, that's a lot of pressure to put on John. But um, you know, like, let's. Why don't we start because you have come out of a world of addiction mm-hmm. yourself. Um, that's why the answers to prayer are so awesome. Um, but that you're a pastor just blows my mind. <laughs> it blows my mind, too, on a daily basis. <laughs> Wasn't my plan. I've been divinely inconvenienced against my will for 17 years. 
And uh, yeah, that's uh, that's where God oh. ended me. Yeah, not ended I mean, me, but this is where. Yeah, uh, and what and what journey. amazing things you're doing. So, like, Thanks. can you talk to us about what is addiction, and then we're gonna go into how that affects money management okay. and stuff. Yeah. And there's very little experts because no one's really found a great solution. There's no pill. There's no like <laughs> way of living to like. There is a way of living, but uh, uh, through through the spirit of God. But uh, yeah. outside of that, the medical uh, field hasn't really solved addiction. Right. And I believe that we can solve addiction, maybe not systemically, but uh, within the individuals. And mm-hmm. and we can solve addiction with families and, and, and through individuals. So, yeah, I have that shared experience. I'm not an expert by any means. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there are so-called experts of addiction, but uh, my expertise lies in because I had the addiction life for 15 years, and then I've had uh, recovery for... 17 years now. I just celebrated wow. 17 years. Amazing. Congratulations. Abstinence from uh, the things that were trying to kill me. Yeah. Wow. So, so what's the difference between addiction and recovery? Because we were talking a little bit about that. We've talked about, you know, what is addiction and, and maybe talk the, the difference between the two. I look at the, the broader picture of addiction. And uh, if we look at the narrative of the, the Bible, of the gospel is, is that we can recover something. Right. Um, so what have we all lost? We've all lost and we're born into a world with w- disconnected from God. We're yeah. all born disconnected from our mothers. We have a little cry. Hopefully we breathe properly and then we go about our lives. But that, that's this separation causes this fear. And we have an mm. enemy that comes in the form of fear and puts us in motion and we're actually being driven by this fear Mm. and where god's perfect love is it casts out all fear so most of us are being driven and 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 we're proven and striving and trying to live life and then at the same time looking to be powered looking to be um having the juice to live my life properly and so all of that is weight and and tension and all of that stuff we're looking for a power of relief and so some of us look for the spirit of alcohol or some of us try to climb the corporate ladder or whatever it is and so i think we're all born into that's the way i I look at addiction we're all born into this Mm -hmm. we're all born into this search of power and meaning and and uh, purpose for my life and and really um, we're looking for this power and addiction takes away our power so we're right. powered by an addictive substance or whatever it is codependency adrenaline right. um, chaos creating right. controller fix it like, there's such a broad array of of how we try to get power mm-hmm. um, over our lives within our lives and so we try to control everything on the outside we're out of control on the inside so mm-hmm. that's kind of how I look at addiction is that we are separated from god that we have a slave master called fear and we're being driven in all areas of our lives looking for the power i think ultimately over death and that's Mm -hmm. the gospel um and and so some of us use substances and so that's my story i had i had I guess, fear in my head my whole entire life. My, my mind was always racing. I was always looking for something better. I, I had the, the fear that I was always going to get in trouble or I just had this tension inside of me and, and I was restless and I was always looking for something different. I was like, 
like I have a little puppy and, and she tries to get comfortable on the chair and she keeps going around and around and around. I'm just sit down. Like just drop. Just, just get there. <laughs> and it's stressing me out. I'm just like, oh my goodness. But isn't that what's going on in most of our heads today? Right. And I think COVID was uh, this this weird pocket of of a formula, so to say, to really ignite some of this mm-hmm. stuff that um, we're seeing the fallout now. Mm-hmm. because COVID mm-hmm. kind of put everything on pause. People started drinking a lot more, smoking a lot more weed, yeah. started to look for power to get through the day. And um, the, the, the result of that has been these dependencies on these forms of power to get the relief. And so now I'm seeing the fallout. You guys are yes. probably seeing the financial fallout now. And I think we're going to see this for the next few years sure. is that the reality is, the, res- the world has started going again. And now we have responsibilities. Right. Now we yeah. have the kids. We have the school. We yes. still have all the pressures. But I'm not able to go because I'm still doing – I'm, I'm drinking too much. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm in debt more. We've extended our, our, mm-hmm. our financial mm-hmm. windows. And, and the, there's so much pressure. And so there's the world is expecting us to go, but so many people aren't going. And I've never seen – in the last three years, people that I've worked with personally, um, 16 of them have lost their lives due to wow. addiction. Yeah. And so it's a, there's there's an epidemic that's happening, uh, the overdose epidemic, mm-hmm. um, and and there's it's it's awful. Um, yeah. Now I've never seen so much need for recovery. Um, mm-hmm. People are coming from all over the place. Um, some of the stuff that we have to offer, our resources are are being used at a way higher level than I've ever seen or expected. Right. Uh, there's such a need for uh, recovery, I guess. Yeah. And so when I look at recovery, um, no one has effectively solved this problem of addiction. So you can go back in the early times and and before, before really Alcoholics Anonymous and the 12 Steps, which I do believe has been written by imperfect people authored by God. It's kind of the Bible for dummies, mm-hmm. this process of death of self. Before that, it was sanitariums. My, my grandfather had that experience of going to war, being a decorated uh, soldier. soldier and coming back home and being a menace to himself and everybody around him. Right. And the only solution that they can come up with that is reasonable for mankind besides electrical treatment and mm-hmm. lobotomies and all that stuff is, is sanitariums. Mm-hmm. It's basically jail for non-real criminals. It's, it's you have a drinking problem, and whenever we let you out, you just go back to doing that. You make horrible right. choices. Like just yeah. That's one thing of addiction. Here's some characteristics. You're not making a choice. Right. Otherwise, uh, you, you would be labeled insane because of the choices you're making so addiction isn't a choice another characteristic is isolation Mm. so put all of that in Mm. covid and you have this this cesspool and recipe for disaster right Right. why can i ask you why you say you don't have a choice in addiction that's one of the like what does that mean so when you're being driven by a slave driver you don't really have a choice like you can argue about it you can make different decisions this today's not going to be the same as it was yesterday and at the end of it you continue to make those same choices so are you really making choices 
We could get into a whole other choice. I know. It's like yeah. the reality is how many choices do you really have? Like even yeah. your 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 employment. You come from a family of origin. Mm-hmm. And and it's mm-hmm. like you have this wounding and you have these experiences and then you have messages and agreements and you make mm-hmm. these vows and like how many choices do we really I I have the choice every morning to connect with God. Mm-hmm. That that's really a, a big part of my decision making is am I going to connect with God today and 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 continue the relationship that I had yesterday. So when I look at addiction is that we're all born into this world separated from the love of God and recovery is simply simply going back to the garden of Eden and that imagery of this garden temple let's say you and me can all we hear it all the time my body is a temple yeah. the reality is we are the temple of God mm-hmm. we recovery is recovering that hand in hand walk that they had in the garden with yeah. Adam and Eve and yeah. God Here's the thing about recovery is knowing that I can be the temple of God, have the power of God within. My belief just doesn't give me the power instantly. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people with a belief in Jesus and a belief in the Trinity and a belief in the Bible, but they don't have power of their lives, in their lives. And so we in recovery look at the power of God in my life, the residence of his spirit. But then what happened in the garden? Mm-hmm. It wasn't free of let's call it the serpent. Right. Was, was it a serpent? Yes. Or it came in the form of fear. Mm. So what was the fear? Like, oh, you're being controlled. You're not, you, you should have God's independence. You. Yes. Like, yeah, yeah, you're being held out on and surely you won't die. You're his creation. That's, mm. that's crazy talk. Mm. And it's this delusion of fear that changes my thinking that causes my behavior. And so recovery has wow. given me the ability to be powered by God, to have a relationship with God that's actually powering me, like the spirit of alcohol powered me. Imagine somebody in active addiction, whether it's cocaine and alcohol and speed and everything that goes with it. (laughs) Imagine I did all of the things that my addiction would have caused without being powered by cocaine and alcohol. Mm -hmm. Like you would just look at me like, are you sure you're not high? Mm-hmm. Like you're, 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 you're acting like it. And it's like, I think that's what religion is. Mm-hmm. We do spiritual activities without God. And isn't that what religion is? It leaves God out of my spirit. So if I have the spirit of God, I'm going to do these things. If mm-hmm. I have the spirit of alcohol, I will do these things. Right. And so that is the idea uh, that we would understand of what recovery is, is recovering the temple of God, having being powered by the spirit of God, cleaning out the temple for his residence, but then also seeing the enemy come in on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And so we look at the enemy of fear. And so we create this cast of characters. I, I create a cast of characters because I need to know what the enemy looks like. He never looks like a serpent. He looks right. like John Ruby <laughs> in the form of Captain Recovery or little the adopted John. Or like he the enemy comes in in my own voice and my own narrative sure. and cheers me, boos me, hypes me up, whatever it is. Oh, you need to be noticed. Oh, this is the ch- insert yourself here, prove, right. strive, defend all of those things. And I need to be aware of the enemy, but I also have the gift of the presence of God within. Mm-hmm. And I think this is, uh, I mean, one of the, I guess, pictures that I have in my mind often, it's like, a, the, like I said, it's getting up in the morning and going, um, you know, the power that, 
that I get for me personally is is just the simple act of turning my eyes to Christ Mm -hmm. and actually going, if I keep my eyes on you, then you speak the truth into me and I can hear that you know, in the sense mm-hmm. of running through. And the minute I take my eyes off and I look somewhere else, then I'm hearing, yeah, as you put, all these other demonstrations and manifestations of myself, mm-hmm. which is really the enemy trying to distract me from from God speaking yeah. truth. And whether that comes from reading a scripture that uh, we read, whether that comes from just, you know, seeing him walking out the back door and hearing the birds this morning. And, and uh, you know, again, that can be drawing into to God, but also going, you know, my addiction drives me. And I love that, that picture of the slave driver in the sense of, I don't really have a choice, do I? Right? Like when I commit or when I submit to that, and this is why Christ freeing us is so important. This yeah. is why the, the 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 work of the cross, this is why Christ is, I mean, we can't do it without it. Yeah. Right? And freedom is possible. And it, yes. if you wanted to break down addiction, that like these are good kind of illustrations of addiction, but then looking at like different different classifications of addiction where we could all be addicted to coffee or nicotine Mm. over the course of, you know, 30 days. If we all did uh, opiates, we would all be physically dependent on them. We would have a mental thing going on like, okay, it's opiate time. And, you know, it's like the bell's ringing. This is the time that we take our opiates. And after 30 days, it's like, we got to get back into life. Mm. And, and this, that would be nine out of 10 of us would get back to, Okay, I don't ever want to do opiates again, but there's that one out of 10, that 10%, that there's something different chemically and mentally within a person. And so I've I've worked with tons of people where they're heavy users. And you would say like, oh, they're addicts. Like they're just one step uh, below going to the streets. Like they've blown up their whole lives. And, and so what I'm always looking for is, can you control it? Can you just stop automatically? Like there is a lot of consequences is this beneficial in your life? Yes or no? No, it isn't. Um, do you want to have abstinence? Ah, I don't know. I'm 26 right now. I'm not really sure if I want to be absent for the rest of my life. That sounds pretty serious. And so I'm always going to meet a person where they're at. So I say, I'll say, how about that your boss never calls me? And so what should we put in place that what substances do you want to use? What substances do you actually want to ban from your life? And then how do you go about using them so that your boss never calls me or your wife never goes looking for you? Like what would be manageable in your life? So let's Mm. put that together. Like, is it once a week, maybe smoking weed every evening, like, or once (laughs) an evening or like, I want to meet you where you're at. Let's put the structure together. And then let's see if you can maintain that because Mm -hmm. then you would be able to control your using. And and at some point, maybe you're like, okay, this is getting in the way of my life. But if you can't control it and you, 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 you said, this is how I want to do it. And you absolutely can't. And within a week or five weeks or a year or two years, your life blew up again. Mm -hmm. So now you have this idea of, I can't control something. It's actually controlling me. I don't have power over it. Right. So in that, 10%, 10%, there are very few people that can actually control it. So let's come up with a game plan of abstinence. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's where we get into the, the fun, murky waters of what, how do we become abstinent? Right. 
And I'm going to kind of pivot because we do talk about money on this show periodically. <laughs> and yeah, let's I, talk I, about money. I, I, I want to make. How much am I getting paid today? <laughs> I want to make the connection. And by the way, you're not. But anyways, okay, okay. <laughs> I want to make the connection because, uh, and I hope uh, as listeners, you're hearing that you know the way John is explaining and, and talking about addiction. Um, when we deal with money. There's also an element of we're we're constantly being spoken to that you're not enough, you're not good enough, you need this thing, whatever the widget is, all of that stuff. Again, that is, in a sense, the environment that we're in whenever we're dealing with money. And that could be walking into the grocery store. And again, I'm going to spend $200 on groceries today as I go into the grocery store. And by the time you get out, it's $300. And you're like... Is that addiction? I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that there are some correlations there that are driving you when we want to create a plan. And and again, I really resonate with the, we meet people all the time in their finances where they're at. And I don't know how many phone calls I've got that have said, well, I can't come yet, Dave. I want to get cleaned up first. Mm. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Um, you know, this is actually, we're, we're going to come into you. And, we're, and as you said so eloquently, John, you know, we're going to figure out a plan that works for you. And, and we want to move you into greater dependence on God yeah. in your finances. It is, you know, again, saying, okay, let's, one of the things we say so often is let's make every spending decision a spiritual one. Well, yeah. that takes practice. That takes intentionality. That you might be able to do that once a week, uh, you know, and say, "Oh, look at that! I thought about that when I was making that 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 decision." But you know, recognizing that you know the same fear is at work in your in your money mm-hmm. as as anything you know oh, other yeah. the same uh, kind of the- pressures that are going on that say you won't have enough or you can't live without. Right? I mean, again, just listening to you talking about how addiction and recovery work. But that's super interesting about how fear speaks to us. Mm -hmm. The same, like how you've characterized fear coming and what is fear. So there's a question. How is fear speaking to us about our money? But And and fundamentally, going back to the garden, um, you know, what, you know, not truly believing that God is enough. That, mm-hmm. that the work of Christ is enough, that God will supply for me, that I need to take control and then put myself under a different master mm-hmm. and to, to, it's, to, to be a That's slave. so hard to do because it the is. reality is we all have bills to pay. Yeah. And, and it's like if you look at the currency of, of heaven, yeah. like what is that? Like even Jesus said, like <laughs> what's the inscription? Well, yeah. give to Caesar what Caesar's. Like there's – I don't have a value on the constraints of – of, of this dollar yeah. and it's like the currency of the heavens isn't a dollar bill it's the heart of man right and so i think even with that concept it, it's all what are the symptoms in my life mm. um i think we, we kind of talked pre-show where we talked about addiction being this tornado and it's mm. really hard to clean up the the aftermath of a tornado when the the tornado is <laughs> still going and the house is on fire yeah, and yeah. it's like Remember, we wanted to like clean the floors and and maybe like reno the back deck. And it's just a crazy time to do that. So some of the symptoms of addiction aren't treatable until the actual problem has been solved. And so and and you would and in a lot of cases, money is the symptom. symptom, There if there are financial absolutely. And and I think with addiction, but in a lot of our spending decisions, the money is simply a tool. Again, it's simply a tool. 
to how we relate to, to, to the world around us to create the life that we want to do. So if, again, if it's really important to me to get that next hit, then I'm going to spend the money on that. That's the tool that I just yeah. use to do it. Yeah. If it's really important to me to, to, you know, have this car, well, then yeah. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to spend the money to get there. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. And like, even the, our physical fitness, I see guys all the time in early recovery that the important, like it is important to be physically fit, like in, in shape so that when we get older, we can have a better life and we're, we're not struggling with obesity and all that stuff. And, and if the focus is on that and the motivation behind it, same as getting a car and same as working, if, if somebody uses again, none of that even mattered, like yeah. all the working out for a year. And then all of a sudden they go on a, you know, two week bender. Yeah. It's like, Oh, you didn't use your protein shake at once. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got to <laughs> treat the primary and then let's have a balance. I, in these I, areas. I, so we have I to know, wrap up. Gonna, it's like, I know. Okay, we're we're going to, I knew to book you for two Man, shows. We just got started. Yeah, we we're, we're, yeah, go ahead. So uh, join us. Uh, I'm going to say this now, join us next week for version two. So John's going to be right back. I do want to give a shout out to notmine.ca. They are the sponsors of today's show. And uh, financial discipleship. We've had Raybor, yes, Financial Discipleship Canada and notmine.ca. Of course, they host the podcast and they actually host your book as well on there. So, you know, um, just a shout out to them. And John, we're just going to continue the conversation and and you'll have to wait till next week to join us when we talk money. Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.